There's an Apple event coming soon. Tuesday is the big day, and on this episode of the Macworld Podcast, we'll talk about our expectations for the event. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hey, everyone. And as probably people already know, September 15th is the big day for... Uh, a much-anticipated Apple event. It's somewhat surprising that we're getting an event now. Like, we weren't really expecting an event to happen in early sep- or mid-September. Yeah, it's a stream. Yeah, yeah uh, right. But it's, you know... Uh, it's an event in name only, if you will. Right. They haven't said it's a live event. Event, well, they, they said join us live at the. Didn't they say join us live on the invitation? Maybe I'm. Maybe think, I'm making things. I don't up. think they did. I think they said join us. Uh, I'm trying now. I'm trying to remember now. Yeah, I mean the WWDC keynote went so well, and that was pre-recorded. So I would imagine they wouldn't stray from that formula and decide, oh, we'll do it live this time. I don't, I don't think they. Yeah, would do it just that. says join us for a special event from Apple Park. Watch it. Yeah, online. that's right, from Apple Park. And in the invitations they sent out to the press, it said it had the tagline, "It's time." I mean, not time. Time flies. Time, time flies. Yeah. Um, which, uh, you know, that that tagline always means something. And in this case, uh, the rumors are. This is going to be Apple uh, Apple Watch Series 6 uh, and uh, probably iPad, but not iPhones. Everyone's saying iPhones are going to be announced next month. So this is not the, the big September event we're used to. But it is, it is the slot for the big September event. So if you're not an Apple watcher, if, you, if, you, you know, if you're just a casual Apple fan, of which there are you know, a couple hundred million of them, and you just see an event is happening next week. You, you're going to expect iPhones. It's September. I mean, that's that's this is the iPhone event. Well, several websites, as the event was being announced, were reporting this as the iPhone event, even though yeah. Apple never confirmed it, never revealed what's going to be. People, all several sites, we didn't, but several <laughs> sites were saying this is the iPhone event. This is the iPhone event. And then Mark Gurman came out. Mark Gurman from Bloomberg. The, uh, well-known reporter who covers Apple said, don't expect any iPhones. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. uh, other reporters were coming out saying, yeah, don't expect any iPhones. So this, this is, this is Roman. This is as close to Roman gets to throwing shade. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, there's a YouTube placeholder video page, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for, for coming soon. And um, some people have looked at the metadata for that. Like looked at the view code and it has some product names there for you know. It has like metadata. all of the product names. <laughs> it has a lot but of it, them, but it, but it does have series. It did no, it did. Uh, uh, Guillermo Rambo found iPhone is there, but it specifically I, says series six, yes. which we don't have yet. Right, and so it just said iPhone, not like iPhone right, 12 not or iPhone, iPhone 12. 12 Pro. Yeah, or the yeah, yeah. the watch was the only one where it had a specific right. model. Which leads, which could be extrapolated that they're going to have Apple Watch Series Six, and then the newer, cheaper one would just be Apple Watch, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Um, it, the newer, cheaper one could just be a retooling of the Series Three. <laughs> like it could be with a yeah. slightly better processor, maybe a, a slightly tweaked screen. I mean, I think it's going to be something along those lines for sure. 
I mean, listen, no one cares what the processor is inside of the Apple Watch. No one even knows except us because they don't. It would be nice if they um, made the screen the same. Like instead of the squared edges, they had the rounded edges thing. Even even if it's a smaller screen with the rounded edges would be cool. Yeah. You know, if they differentiate it that way, 40 millimeter, 38 millimeter, but still make it, you know, so it has that nicer look. Because it it makes such a huge difference when you have a full screen image on the watch with the the corners that match the the, the, uh, device. Uh, Yeah, although I don't think it would probably be cheaper for them to not make different screens for the different watches. It'd be probably cheaper just to make two sizes of screens and use them for both watches. And and they'll differentiate them in software. They're not going to have like the always on stuff on the cheap one and things for like sure that. For sure, you won't get that. And I, I doubt there's, there'll be ECG. Like the they'll reserve right. those features for the higher end. So I think ECG is that's that's sort of a no brainer to me because it's just so not available anywhere everywhere anyway. Um. And, and the newer uh, SpO2 blood oxygen monitoring sensor, probably also for the higher end stuff, maybe a better battery for like all day with sleep tracking on the higher one too. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, whether that's a better battery or its processor update efficiency improvements or something. Um, yeah, and I so I expect those things. The other thing the Series Three didn't have that the Series Four and later had was a newer generation of um, accelerometers and gyroscopes that were more way more sensitive uh, that are really useful for some features like fall detection and stuff. So it wouldn't surprise me if whatever the new cheap one is, whatever the new processor is in that, does have at least those new accelerometers and stuff. Yep. So they can do things like... And I think there was a second-gen heart sensor on the Series 5 as well. There was, and it doesn't make a huge difference. It mostly is more efficient. Um, and so that so that could be the thing too. Uh, so yeah, the differentiation between the high end one and the cheap one could be things just like always on display or not always on display, but the, their version of it always on display, uh, which is not quite. I mean, it is. It is, and it's, it isn't. It's a it's it's kind of what Android does, where you you lower the brightness and you kind of highlight certain elements of the of the watch face. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty similar. It's that and uh, the blood oxygen meter and better performance, which kind of nobody cares about. Um, right. And ECG. Uh, what else? What else could they keep separate? Well, I mean, depending on how cheap it goes, they could eliminate cellular connectivity and just have it be GPS and have cellular be for the higher end. I mean, they. Yeah. The Series Three has cellular. I don't. Depending on how well that sells, like if Apple is seeing like 85% of the people who buy Series 3 are buying the Wi-Fi only GPS model, maybe they'll just say, you know, I think that's true. I think that's true of all the Apple Watches. I don't think a lot of people buy the cellular version because maybe not. not, It's expensive and it's not all that necessary. (laughs) No, no, not if your phone's with you. So I kind of feel like, um, hey, I just realized we're all wearing green shirts. That's cool. You can, you guys can't see that, but but we're all wearing green shirts. <laughs> but I I also feel like the if you're going to opt for the monthly plan and the LT, you're probably going to spend the extra couple hundred bucks and get the Series Six higher one. So and if it's like 170 bucks or something, or even 150, which would be I mean that would that would be mind blowing. Yeah. But I honestly, mean, I, yeah, if if 
the the price of a series three if it's 199 even and it's um and it's basically uh the better display the non-corners display uh and the better sensors the better you know uh accelerometers and stuff so you can get fall detection and everything if that's all it is that's gonna fly off the shelves yeah, absolutely <laughs> uh, fitbit fitbit has its uh, versa 3 coming out um or it, it came out already it's it gonna hit shelves in the end of september that's two 230 and i mean as a smartwatch, it pales in comparison to you know the series 3 anything apple has made but if apple makes a newer one that is cheaper than that i mean fitbit should be extremely concerned yeah i mean already that's fitbit's the only one who's got any sort yeah, of challenge there's no one there's no one else to yeah. apple and they're kind of getting crushed uh, i mean fitbit's fitbit's hanging on by virtue of the apple watch needing being like an iphone accessory basically that's <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's for all those people who don't yeah. have iPhones. And it does have some cachet Fitbit. Like they, you know, there, yeah, it's kind people. of got a good it's got a very good brand, but uh it's and and they have very good app integrations and stuff like that. Like it's I'm not knocking Fitbit's quality. It's very good. Um, but just yeah, they're getting crushed. So yeah, that would be a big deal. I think it, even bigger than the Series Six unless they have more tricks up their sleeve is a better cheap one about than the series three yeah i, I agree and we, we don't know a whole lot about either of these watches there's been like kind of i mean honestly for whatever reason apple has been really good at keeping its watch secretive every year i, I don't know if people just don't care to leak it or they just apple just has a has a tighter grip on that security but we got um, a lot of leaks about the series four when they changed everything up. Yeah. Because the true. big change was the, the display the and, and yeah. everybody kinda leaked that. But yeah, that's it's even the original thing. one, like we didn't really know what was coming until the the stage oh, yeah. until it popped up on the stage. Well they also announced it way before they like announced it in September and it didn't come out till like next next year. <laughs> they they announced it real early so we couldn't which Steve out. Jobs did with the iPhone as well. So yeah, to so the, avoid all those production and FCC leaks. Yep. Um, so smart, and they'll probably eventually do that with the AR headset mm -hmm. next fall or something, you know, for 2022's release. Uh, yeah, so that's a big deal. What what else could they be doing with these watches besides the software that's in WatchOS 7, you know? Uh, I don't think blood oxygen monitoring is that big a deal. Uh, no, Fitbit has it on theirs. I mean, they use it with the sleep score. It's 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 more for that. Um, it's not something that you would tap your watch and get like a like a, a up to the minute readout on. It's 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 about trends over time. And and it's something they do with the heartbeat sensor. It's it's certain heartbeat sensors. The the way they work lets you do this if you have the right software. Um, you, you might get a thing where you get an emergency notification if it drops below 95%. Right. That's exactly know? what it is. Yeah. But and other they, than that, and they let you know if it, if your sleep isn't, isn't up to par, or if you might have warning signs of sleep apnea, things like that, or AFib, stuff like that, um, which is all great for, for health stuff, but it's not something that people are going to be using or even really noticing on a daily basis. Could that be marketed as a like a way to early detect COVID symptoms? 
There are, uh, that would be a weird. That'd be kind of a creepy marketing point. But they... I have I have read that uh, there's some really good research going on about both heart rate and blood oxygen things being used to sort of detect this. Um, I don't know if they're there yet. Like Apple's really cautious about that kind of stuff and does a lot of study ahead of time. My guess is they would announce there's a study. Like they have all these cool Apple Watch studies you can opt into where they send your data for research and you have to agree to send data. You send your, it's actually very good. They they make you read and sign this, like digitally sign a whole bunch of stuff. This is, yes, you can send my data to these researchers and all this stuff. Yeah, uh, Fitbit has has one already for their existing watches using the SpO2 and the heart rate sensor, and they're monitoring things and trends and fevers and things. And they, there's a newer watch that's not out yet called the uh, Fitbit Sense that has a skin temperature reading that also only works overnight. Um, and it will, again, you can't just tap it and say, "Oh, I'm 98.6, I'm okay." It, it, it this is it's it's about trend lines, and you know, so if you see a, a gradual increase over the course of a night or two, that could be a warning sign that maybe a fever is coming on. Things like that. It's one of those sensors that. Uh... I think is the next generation of things they're working on. Skin mm-hmm. temperature is a tricky thing. It is very, yeah. When you're exercising or working out, it gets warmer. It's impacted by air temperature. If you're in the sun, like there's all these things, all these variables that make you healthy and normal, but greatly adjust your skin temperature. So uh, I, it makes sense that the Fitbit one's only when you're sleeping. Yeah. And uh, on that watch, there's also a, a stress sensor. And you, you put your palm over the, the watch face and it measures all these different calibrations in your in your skin to, to see what your stress level is and then kind of delivers that back to this like picture of your of your health that's all tied into Fitbit Premium and all that other stuff. And so I mean in, in that sense Fitbit is, is is killing it, but I mean not enough people want them instead of an Apple Watch. I mean, it, it, you know, they can come out with all this stuff and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but um, they're still a, just a, such a small player that what what the things that they do don't really make a, uh, an impact on the on the, the smartwatch scene. There are two technologies I've been reading about that it appears Apple's working on that I doubt will be in the Series 6. They're not ready yet. One is uh, micro LED displays, which is um, not the... Not the micro LED backlights or something like they have on the their uh, um, studio monitors and stuff like that. Like not not that. This is where there is no backlight. It's just little red green, super super tiny red green and blue LEDs. They're they're essentially printed like a circuit board. It's like um, not circuit boards. Printed like chips. Extremely small. You'd have to do hundreds of them for each subpixel, um, and they're great really really super energy efficient you can get a lot of light with very little energy you can be tremendous for battery life contrast brightness everything about it would be great still probably a couple of years off okay. <laughs> um, we, we've and, heard those rumors about the ipad for a little bit that's the backlight one that's the mini led backlight that's that's basically um like those tvs with lighting zones only hundreds of lighting zones this would be millions of tiny microscopic LEDs, red, green, and blue LEDs. The size of the size of chip features on a on a chip, printed chip. Extremely, extremely small. Um, so yeah, micro LED is really, really cool. 
it's used in some high-end viewfinder type stuff now like so just there's there's color. not to interrupt sorry but there's yeah, micro go. led and then mini led those are two different things yes mini led is just an led like it has now uh white leds uh an array of white leds behind uh, a regular led screen with color filters and stuff like that micro leds are hundreds of times smaller each thousands even um so small that you would have Technically, you'd have dozens of LEDs making each subpixel, um, and you you just turn them on or off. You light up a different amount of them to get different brightnesses, uh, and they they emit their own light like LED like OLEDs do. They're self emissive, and so you'd have right. You don't have all those layers of liquid crystal and color filters right, right. and all that stuff on top of them. And you can turn them off for blacks and just yeah, they go them. completely off for blacks. Okay. They get really wide color gamuts. They're super bright. They're amazing. They're very expensive. <laughs> the big pro the big challenge is making them in volume cheaply. Uh, and everybody's working on that. It's perfect for Apple Watch because you'd have something very small. It's very, very tiny. It's a very tiny screen, but it's still a high-priced premium product. It's not like a $50 product. Um, but it's still a couple years off. That would be a revolution. That would be incredible battery life and quality. Uh, uh, with you know minimal impact then uh, the other technology that everyone's kind of working on here is uh, blood glucose monitoring yeah, we've, that's been a thing we've heard about for years tim cook is apparently um, very much involved in that as well pushing it forward and i think we heard that we heard that rumor i think way back with the original apple watch yeah non-invasive blood glucose monitoring yeah, would be right, enormous right. Um, yeah, the, the, even the You're best ones get like a little pin on the bottom of your watch that you prick your finger with. <laughs> even the best ones they have right now have these kind of like electrodes that kind of, they don't really stab into your skin, but they're, they don't like draw blood, but they're, they're kind of these rough prickly things. They're not there yet where they can reliably detect it without any kind of the way they do your heartbeat and stuff. That would be huge. If they could do that, that would make a massive difference because obviously diabetes and all that other stuff but even just people working out people trying to lose weight all that other stuff being able to adjust your diet based on your current blood glucose and stuff just that would be just an, an incredible i, th I think i think we'd all be fairly horrified if we got regular blood glucose readings <laughs> yeah uh, maybe but it also salts you know like the things that we don't know are happening to our body yeah but it would also i mean how it would be helpful would of course be? yeah oh for sure so, yeah, and and that's just that's one of those things that it seems like it's right around the corner all the time and it's just I just don't think it's there yet. It's going to be interesting to see how they frame Apple Watch in in this COVID world because it's not, you know, it's a fitness device, but it's, you know, now we have to work more about indoor and personal health rather than outdoor fitness and gyms and you know the things that they were promoting with the earlier watches is going to be a bit of a shift i believe in how they present it that's the perfect segue to the next yes. thing that they might actually talk about <laughs> yes um, so roman and i worked on that earlier oh, great job <laughs> yes so there have been rumors that apple is working on a new service this one focused on fitness you know apple thinking about that kind of service isn't that surprising when you consider the popularity of services like peloton and daily burn i don't know if this service would be 
like those services, but it would be along the lines of fitness somehow. I'm still trying to wrap my head at, at, around what Apple would be providing. Yeah, I'm not really sure either. I mean, the, the, the rumor is very vague. Yeah. But it's also, you know, like, let, let's take Peloton. I, I'm, I, I own one of their bikes. And every day they have five or seven live classes and hundreds, thousands even, of on-demand classes that you can take whenever you want. I mean, it is a, it's a massive service. And they, they charge $39 a month if, if you have a bike. And then I think it's 19 or 17 if you don't, something like that. But um, I don't know what an Apple fitness service would look like because they're going to need a pretty deep bench of, you know, yeah, cycling, running, yoga, cardio, strength, things like that. And then within that to have, you know, numerous classes to choose from. Right. And, you know, at least with Peloton, it's a bit of a cult of personality and you, you get to know the instructors and the ones you like and there's music involved and all that other stuff. Yeah, I think Daily Burn's probably the best analog to what they could do. And the Peloton thing to some degree, except you don't, it's not like you have to have a bike or a treadmill. But that sort of thing where... It's video classes. There's live ones. There's on-demand ones. Uh, Apple's advantage is they could tie in with your Apple Watch and everything where the app, their fitness app, would be able to say, I'm starting this this particular workout in the Apple fitness you know, workout thing, and your watch would just start. <laughs> your, if you're logged into your Apple ID, your associated watch would just start automatically monitoring your stuff and everything sending that data you can watch your workout classes you can see how you did on this class over time like there's a lot they could do yeah which is that's peloton's big thing like you get a ton of metrics and you know your output your cadence you know your your heart rate if you have a monitor like it does all that and yeah presumably apple would make it even simpler because you wouldn't even have to you don't need any equipment at all you press play on your tv or your phone or whatever and then all of a sudden it sends a message to your apple watch okay where we started a workout yep Exactly. Uh, and, you know, reminders popping up if you have live classes and stuff. Hey, you know, your live class starts in 15 minutes and all that stuff, which, you know, the other apps do, too. But uh, they can make a really nice experience out of it. I think it's a, it makes a lot of sense. This, you know, I really believe this rumor because it really this seems like exactly what Apple wants to do. There's it, it's cheap compared to the money they're spending on Apple TV plus shows. Right. It's it's really cheap. Uh They've become, they've made Apple Watch so much about being a health device, a health and fitness device. Um, it's going to help sell Apple Watches, right? They're going to make it something that helps sell Apple Watches. They'll probably give away a free year of it when you buy an Apple Watch. Or yeah, something. that would make a lot of sense. Six months, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, charge five bucks a month for it or something. I don't know that I'd buy it necessarily. I'd do the trial. <laughs> But yeah, uh, and and now with COVID and stuff, working out from home is just such a big deal. You don't go to the gym. You want this. <laughs> and uh, it, it should be noted that Apple already has this gym kit uh, API that lets you know high-end equipment tie into all this stuff. And uh, Peloton just announced a new bike that that is their first one to have it. So I wonder if there's going to be more partnerships with these um, home equipment. Uh, suppliers to kind of bring this all together. I mean, I could even see like uh, like a Apple TV channel of fitness and use it as a way to like promote Apple the Apple TV hardware device 
and they can just say, well, if you buy an Apple TV, you can go to the fitness channel, and then we have several video workouts that you can use. Yeah, and yeah. I think I, definitely there would be an Apple TV tie-in, and Peloton has an app, Daily Burn has an app. Like that, you know, people do work out in front of their TVs with whether it's yoga or strength or, or cardio, whatever it is. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. Whether it's an whether it's a channel in the Apple TV uh, app, which means it'll go on smart TVs or something, or it's a an app of its its own separate app in Apple TV, which kind of you could do more with. Like that, I don't know, but it's I'd be shocked if it was on that Apple TV because that's how you want to watch it. Like I, people use their phones and tablets, but you want to fire it up in your living room. Feel like you're in a class and have the big screen. Yep. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's much more immersive, if you will. So if Apple is going to introduce a fitness service, it seems like it'd be a good time to introduce new service bundles, especially in time for the holidays. True. Yeah, yeah. Should have I happened. Mean, overdue, right overdue service, <laughs> yeah. Uh, service bundles, yeah. Yeah, the uh, rumors that there'd be several, which I kind of don't like, um, and that the, the top tier one is the one that includes all the iCloud storage. It just seems backwards to me. Yeah. Like that, that should be table stakes. Like every service, every bundle of stuff, what they do is they try to make it so that for when you pay for all the things that you want, you also get these things that you didn't want, but we but we want to push. We want people to, to have. So it seems like what they want to do is take things like iCloud Storage and Apple Music, that the cost of those things, and kind of give you things like News Plus and Apple Arcade, which they need to move for free to boost those numbers to get and usage right so and it's yeah i we'll see what the thing is they need a services bundle but it really needs to be the kind of thing where you know icloud storage is, is the and, and apple music are the base i mean it's five five gigs is just absurd at this point anyway yeah, the free so is ridiculous. It's yeah. nonsense. But yeah, do uh, you need to do like two services for I don't know seven fifty, whatever the hell they're gonna do to to entice you? Everything has to come with at least two hundred gigs of iCloud, at least. If, at if least, not, yeah. a, if, if not is, a terabyte. Which is not the level at which family sharing kicks in on iCloud, and all the other services are sort of family sharing enabled. So my guess would be, you know, just give people the. the big two gig the two terabyte family sharing level yeah right yeah i mean it's not like it's going to cost them anything i mean they have these these giant data forms i mean it's just it's just free money at this point yeah cloud cloud yeah. storage storage uh services have been like the cost of that stuff keeps dropping and the price doesn't <laughs> their cost their price is competitive i'll say that the free is. No, tier absolutely. is garbage it's, it's, but it's good paid. for yeah, their pay tiers are right in line with, with yeah, Google I'd and pay, Microsoft. Yeah, uh, i three bucks a month for 200 gigs. It's great. So the other thing they could possibly announce on the 15th is a new iPad Air. There have been rumors that the iPad Air is going to undergo a redesign that makes it similar to the iPad Pro. Uh, yeah, it looks it looks great in the images we've seen. We've seen like... Um, uh, uh, allegedly a leaked pamphlet from the inside of the box and uh yeah uh ipad pro type screen small bezels rounded corners 
no face ID, but the home button would be built into the power button. USB-C. I mean, it looks like a like a like a killer upgrade. Yeah, the touch touch ID would be in the in the home button, the, the, the side the, button, the power button. Yeah. Yeah, which would all be great. Um, USB-C, like you said, uh, and that would mean that it would work with the new Apple Pencil. Yeah, presume right with USB-C, absolutely. Yeah. Because there's no lightning, right, to charge it, so it would slap onto the top and charge, which is the new pencil's way better. The number two pencil, it was right there. I don't know why they didn't call it number two. <laughs> uh, if only they had done that, because we have we always have to take the long way in describing which Apple pencil. They're just both called about. Apple pencil, and they're drastically different. Bizarre. So. Even like Apple Pencil Pro, like why? There's no distinguishment whatsoever on the website. None. Yes. <laughs> Just that one's more expensive. But, um, yeah, uh, iPads have kind of been blowing up again due to um, coronavirus and remote learning and, and work from home and all that stuff. And this a $500 iPad Air, with even if it has an A12 processor. Probably. Will, and yeah. even if it has 64 gigs of storage, which both things are likely or, or probable. Um, that design with USB-C, Apple Pencil 2, um, and uh, uh, the the new Touch ID sensor just is is awesome. Awesome. Five hundred bucks is that they'll sell a ton of those. Now do it do it to the mini and and I'll buy one in a second. The only thing I wish they would do is put the camera on the long side. Ah yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, and also turn the damn Apple logo so it's so it's uh, landscape, please. Right. <laughs> Just make it like it's meant to be yeah. used in either direction. It's absolutely. Like, it's, but there's some design features where they. There's most of them. Most yeah. of the images on their damn website show it in landscape. Yes. Clearly, it's yes. a landscape device at this point. Right. right. But and if you're still... using a keyboard, you end up using it yeah. in landscape. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. But there are design features, like you said, the Apple logo, the placement of the front-facing camera stuff. The whole thing. Where... I mean, even the home button was paid yeah. in, in portrait mode. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it really needs to go. <laughs> they really need to embrace that this is uh, landscape first. Yeah, and I wouldn't be opposed to them moving the uh, USB-C button down, so you don't have to plug it in the middle when you when it's lit. But that's a that's a small quibble. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a strange. That's a strange like when it is in portrait mode. What do they want you to do with that? Dock it in portrait mode or something like yeah, that? Just doesn't right. make sense. Right. Like, I, yeah. I don't... <laughs> But yeah, like you said, small quibble. That's that's a relatively small quibble compared to the other. Even things. when you so when <laughs> my favorite thing about the Pro, like I had this I don't know twelve hundred dollar uh, tablet, gorgeous, and I, I need to restart it, and the stupid Apple logo is sideways, and it looks ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like Apple still <laughs> treats it wholeheartedly as a portrait device, and it's right. just it's it's bizarre. I don't think that's going to change with the iPad Air. It would be weird no. for them to start with that. The pro needs to be the one to set the curve here. Yes. But it didn't. It just, they just came out with it. Uh, it should be noted that the Magic Keyboard does have an Apple logo that's the right way, like like an, an embossed Apple logo on well, the course. back. Yeah. Cause well, the other one didn't. They didn't not... ha- well, it didn't have one at all. Yeah. But yeah, so they did that, but they still don't recognize the f- that even though we sell a keyboard, even though we are showing you tons of different ways to use it with the long screen and, and editing and, and movies and everything else, we still think it's a portrait first device. Right. It's, it's, it's bonkers. And yeah, face, face ID, uh, not face ID, um, FaceTime when you're using it in the keyboard is just so stupid because you're like this. 
you're, you're, you're moving over. <laughs> yeah. I realize I'm on, I'm on, I, no one can see what I just did, but you're, 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 yeah. mo- you're looking to the, to the right, to the, the, the centered right edge rather than centered. Like, like we are now because it's in the wrong spot. Imagine right. they put like on the Mac, they put the, the camera on the right. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, up until like the release of iPad OS, when they finally split it yep. from iOS, it, it sometimes felt like the iPad was treated as like an oversized phone. I mean, it still does in most ways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they're still transitioning into that. And so, yeah. and there are these hardware challenges like that. They still haven't either figured out or are being stubborn about. Yeah, and I, not... I don't mean that's a figuring out thing. Just move it. Right. Right. <laughs> or they're being stubborn. And they just like, there's no don't... space up there. It's the same size. <laughs> The bezel's the same. Just move it, man. <laughs> so no other iPad. So basically the lineup would be the same. It would be Yeah, we we've heard many rumors here and there, but um the the original rumors is that it's the same thing, just a slightly better processor. Um this iPad Air rumor kinda came out of left field, so maybe they're working on something similar with the mini, but it does not look like it's arriving next week. Maybe maybe next year. Right. Yeah. I mean, it took how many years? Three or three and a half years to update the last one, so I don't think they're in any hurry. It's the mini is very much not one of their core products. Yeah. It just seems like this. No. It's kind of like the iPod Shuffle. Like, kind of, I like, mean, it's a shame because it, it's a it's a great size and yeah. it could be a, a real big seller. But you're right, Apple kind of says, well, "Listen, we we're giving you a cheaper iPad. Just shut up and buy it, or don't. We don't care." <laughs> Maybe they're uh, waiting to eventually replace the iPad mini with a foldable device. Yeah, well, see you hey. in 2040. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that would be expensive. That would be a yeah. shift going from the cheapest iPad to the absolutely <laughs> most expensive. The new iPad mini, four times as much. <laughs> so now we're going to, I think we're now getting into the realm of products that could happen but yeah, it's, we're not it's quite gonna sure be about. a weird event to transition from an ipad to the apple watch and then to something else like the airpod studio yeah that could yeah. Studio, which yeah over the air i mean maybe camp. it could also arrive in a random press release it could also arrive alongside the iphone like that right. fits anywhere there's those air tags trackers that that, that, that feels like something they would announce with the iphone with the iphone but, but who knows, who knows? Yeah, maybe if the ipad has the u1 chip maybe they or the apple watch has the u1 chip for that matter like they could use it to that oh it has ultra wideband and here's why right yeah and here's the new tag app in the apple watch or something I mean, it, it makes sense for, for everything. It, it, it's kind of, it's like an accessory for non-Apple products. So they could they could kind of launch that at any of these events. Yeah, and we're expecting another generation of AirPods at some point. Not just the big studio cans, but right. the regular AirPods. But that's probably not coming this year. People are saying maybe yeah, next year. It's, it's been it's less than a year, right? Since uh... Well, not, not the Pro, like replacements for the regular airpods oh yeah that was um, this year didn't and that, March there was a there was a second generation but it really wasn't anything it really didn't do anything <laughs> right um yeah it's the third third generation would be more of a, re, of a redesign supposedly like short 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 things something yeah i don't know and there's also been rumors of a HomePod mini which... yeah that too that's another one that could kind of arrive anywhere i mean that was 
originally demoed at WWDC, then it arrived or was supposed to arrive with the iPhone and then it was delayed and it kind of had its own thing and nobody really cares anyway. So they could just put that whenever and wherever and they're, oh, good, look, a new HomePod. Like it's going to have to be super cheap and way more capable to get any traction in this right. uh, echo world that we live in. And And while I think it will be cheaper, I don't think it will be cheap enough to compete with these cheap echoes and Google home out there. Um, it's, it's weird because it seems like the kind of product that they would want to announce at WWDC because they would talk about all the new series stuff in the new OSs. And this is such a Siri focused device, but it also seems like the type of product you would want to release before the, during the holiday shopping season, because you want to take advantage of that season and to get, Hopefully it encourages people to buy it. It's just kind of a lost product at this point. It really is. Like every now and again, it goes down to 200 bucks and I don't even bother writing it for the site because no one wants it. <laughs> <laughs> like no one's going to buy it. So why am I wasting my time? It's such a music. <laughs> they made it such a music focused device. And that's just doesn't seem to be what people want out of smart speakers. They do use them for music, but they don't care that it's got high quality or low quality music. It's yeah, not. Right. People use echoes for music, and I use one for music. For I mean, I like high fidelity sound. I like my HomePod. I have a Sonos system, but every now and again, I'll just be in my kitchen and I'll just play it on my on my Echo, my tiny little Echo, and it's fine. Wait, so Mike, you have a HomePod? I have everything. And Alexa and, don't, and don't, a don't Sonos. Start. And, and I have a Google Home around here too. So. <laughs> Your TV I, every, must if set it, things if it, off. If it can listen right, to me and spy right. on me, I have it. <laughs> And you watch sports, and sports often have these kind of commercials where you're like, hey, series, <laughs> put this I, I, I've actually had to mute the one near my television so it doesn't go off. Because, <laughs> it, yeah, it does do that. Uh, but we have one. In fact, I have a couple of them that I got super cheap that we're trying to figure out where the hell to put them. I, I might put one in, like, my basement because I don't, I, like, I don't have any rooms left. <laughs> <laughs> in the garage yeah yeah wherever. i actually have one in my garage because i have i have my my outdoor lights are tied to that so i use it i use oh. it out there when i need to put something on like use like a a, a buzzsaw or whatever i'll say turn on the outdoor lights and it'll let me have power to that to that extension cord <laughs> but this just goes to show you that what people care about is the yes. the smart functionality the, getting the cheapest way to get exactly smart functionality right. working exactly right to the degree that you've bought ones you don't even have a use for That's because right. they were cheap. Because <laughs> they were so damn cheap, I couldn't pass them up. Right? So the, the idea that like this one, but ours, ours is twice as expensive, but it sounds better, just isn't what people care about. Yeah, um, that's – and as you said a couple of minutes ago, I don't think Apple is going to make the HomePod Mini an impulse buy. So then yeah. what is it, it going to be? $49. Yeah, that's what it has to be. Even Even that's high. But yeah, forty nine would be would be somewhat ideal, and they're not. There's no way they're gonna hit that. It's a it's at least a hundred, probably one fifty, and that's 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 dead in the water. So to kind of wrap things up, since we are getting a new iPad Air, it makes sense that Apple would kind of maybe mention the release of iPad OS. Yeah. 14 and iOS 14 sister tied together. Yeah, and we're we're at that time. When did I like the 19th, 20th, 22nd around there is when it, like right before the iPhone comes out, the new iPhone usually is when iOS lands, and I I, I expect 
something similar. I mean, iOS development seems to be moving right along. Yeah, the expectation is that next week, uh, with the release of the with this event, they'll release the what they call the GM, the the Golden Master, the um, to developers. So the the betas will become the launch versions of the betas, but it won't officially push out to everybody. And then also that's when they're going to allow developers to submit apps to the app store that target iOS 14 and all those features. That'd be great. We'll start to see all what everyone's doing with widgets and all that stuff. Um, and then it'll be just before the iPhones release that it actually releases to everybody on the planet and hundreds of million people update their devices. That'll be like October. It's going to be interesting that it, it'll be, you know, more than likely separate from a new iPhone release because more mm -hmm. people will be will be upgrading their older devices before they get new ones. And iOS 14 is a it's a big change. There's a lot to look, go through. There's a lot that's new. There's a lot that's kind of fundamentally changing about iOS. Yeah, it's a lot of surface level stuff. Yeah, home screen stuff. Yeah, uh, it's I I would not be at all surprised if we saw you know iOS 14 Gold Master next week with this release. A couple weeks later, iOS 14 and iPadOS 14 release. And then with with the iPhones, which later in October, 14.1, uh, that has like their camera features and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And, and you know, all the, all the bug fixes that will have to happen. Right, there's always cause... a bunch of bug fixes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, usually a, a suite of emoji, like the emoji mm -hmm. aren't in the first drop. They're, mm -hmm. you know, in the first update yeah that that makes total sense to me too that um it would be a somewhat meaningful update alongside the new iphones they could also reveal the first max with apple silicon that's not even happening. though they were nuts ship first. Uh, they, they often <laughs> get out of here max um but long before they release, you know, weeks before that's they a, release. I think that's its own event, possibly in November, yeah. because they really have to tell us what the hell's going on inside those machines now. <laughs> yes. The, the question is, will they even mention the iPhone? Like, is Craig Federighi going to make a joke about, you know, something, or are they just going to pretend the iPhone doesn't exist yet, the new iPhone? Oh, yeah. I I, they'll pretend it doesn't exist. Until they announce it, yeah. Yeah, there might be like a one-line mention to tie it in with iOS 14, possibly, but they, yeah, otherwise they might act like it doesn't exist. It's going to be a interesting event because there doesn't seem to be any like huge product, but I'm sure Apple will still make it entertaining. And like I've I've sat through numerous of these things since WWDC, and man, Apple just frigging killed it. It that that presentation was so damn good. Yeah. That it makes yeah. everything else look like even crappier than it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it almost makes me want to have them not do the live presentations I you, anymore. I know. Like, I'm really looking forward to it because it was so entertaining and so just, you know, just fun for lack of a better word. And that, the lack um, of pausing for applause really kept the information yeah. flowing yeah. smoothly. Yeah. Yes. And the, all the, the transitions were cool. People didn't have to walk out on stage. They just, you know, they had those cool. It was just great. Yeah. Yeah. And now we get three of them, possibly. Well, at least two, possibly three before the end of the year. Even when COVID ends, they should just have people pile into the theater and watch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't come out on stage. They just still have a, a video thing. Right. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, all people care about is that they were invited. Not that not, it doesn't matter what they see. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just that they get to be there. So the event is Tuesday, September 15th. It is 10 a.m. Pacific time, so you might want to check your own time zone as for that's, when. That's 1 p.m. for us cool folks out here. All right, 1 p.m. <laughs> for the East Coast. Uh, I forget if Hawaii is now two or three hours behind us. You, you would think you would have looked that up by now because you've uh, made this you, joke for like two years. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> well, that's part of the joke that I don't know. Remember, that's part of the joke. So. <laughs> Yeah, and you can watch the event. There, there are different ways. We'll have an article that tells you how to watch the event. But just quickly, you can watch it on Apple.com. You can watch it on the YouTube app. You can watch it through the TV app on iOS and on the Mac. You can watch it on your Apple TV. There are many different ways. You can even watch it in China. I actually confirmed with Apple PR yesterday that they are doing the same thing they did with WWDC. They're going to be air broadcasting it in China, the same venues. We'll have those listed on our website. Tune in, check it out, and we'll uh, have some follow-up on our website. Wait, wait, we're, we're going we're gonna to cover it, Roman? I, 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 that's still to be decided. We'll see. we'll see if we have time we'll that day. We'll see. <laughs> that does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 712. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience, for tuning in. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, through SoundCloud, or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com, or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time. <laughs>